going to the big deals. You know, don't go into a negotiation table looking like a victim. Go as a player. You know, yeah. use the uh, leverage um, the existing uh, platforms. If you can't look for people. Hi, and welcome back to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Jason Delory, serial entrepreneur and innovation specialist. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take the time to thank our regular listeners who've been reaching out with their insight and questions. This has really helped us to shape the podcast and the topics that we have on the show. So thank you and keep them coming. And if you're a first time listener, then welcome. And don't forget to like, share and rate if you enjoy the episode. It helps keep our mission alive. So with no further ado, let's jump into today's episode. As entrepreneurs, we all know the risk of failure with any venture is high. With the stats that we know, you know, one in three startups failing within their first year. And not only that, with a rapidly changing environment that we find ourselves working in, even large incumbent companies are finding the lifespan much shorter. Our guest today has been able to defy the odds, starting a concept development firm called Answax in 2003, which is still in business today. He has also been part of several entrepreneurial endeavors over the years and is here to share his story. I would like to welcome Ansel Ochino to the show. How are you doing, Ansel? Oh, fine, 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 Jason. Thanks for the introduction. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, before we jump into our topic and our question for the day, I was just wanting to see if you could give our listeners a bit more understanding about you and your entrepreneurial journey so far. Um, well, I've been an entrepreneur for the last, let's say, 15 years uh, because all along, I've always uh, looked for that hustle that can be able to give me money. Um, I used to really do it uh, a bit informally, uh, but now, of course, having a company, now I manage to streamline things. I've managed to be in the food sector. I've managed to be, of course, now in the marketing and consultancy wing, and also I've been in the energy sector. So my entrepreneurial um, journey has been all about um, looking at the gap that is missing and I can try and uh, fulfill it in any way best possible. That's great. And I think some, some good learning there for some other entrepreneurs listening. It doesn't necessarily matter what industry, as long as you have that ability to see those gaps and, and see the market trends, it, it's always a good way to, to jump into an industry. Uh, a lot of times the, the, you know, the inquisitive side of entrepreneurs is, is what helps us find those, those gaps. And uh, it seems that you've, you've found quite a gap with your longest running endeavor, which is Answax. Do you mind telling us a bit more about it and how you started the concept? So Answax, uh, being a concept development company, um, we started actually uh, officially, uh, should I say in 2014 as a registered company. Uh, but in between then, uh, it just used to be really me um, looking at um, things. So Ansiwax actually is just an abbreviation of Ansel's work. So anything I used to get uh, during my campus days, I used to um, get a deal, help people bank money, you know, just all that informal type of thing, you know, not trying to look for a space to work in. So it's in 2014 is when uh, I decided to focus as a company and uh, build at least something that could be formal and something that could be um, worthwhile. So Amsewax, uh, being a concept development company, we focus in media, marketing, and consultancy. So our approach is just to make sure that a customer comes to us um, with an idea or a concept. They may be having a new project, or maybe perhaps um, they want to improve on an existing uh, product, 
and we can be able to build it through the services that we have. That's why, as you realize, we do a lot of research. Then after the, the research, it advises on, on the market, uh, marketing that we can uh, take the client. And also, uh, we do fundraising because it's an interesting area that clients, at least for the last uh, five years, were able to help us uh, understand it's a great concern of theirs. And with I believe with all the three sectors we are focused on, we help at least a client have cutting edge uh, solutions all under one roof. That sounds amazing. It sounds great. And, and also interesting in your journey where you say you made it formal in, in 2014. And, and this is something that, you know, I've always seen in the stories that we're told about these big Silicon Valley startups and founders where they, they quit everything, they put everything in with uh, just at a whim. But really, there's a lot of long background work that goes into a company before, let's say, the, you see that public facing side. And sometimes, you know, we miss this out when we're talking about the journey of an entrepreneur. It's those years of the side hustling before you, you jump full into it. So I think it's a, an important thing to note is that it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. And it's not a decision that we take without considering how much work goes into it before you do that jump. So while, while doing our research on, uh, on yourself for, for this episode, and also um, hearing from your, from your experience and, and your introduction, it's apparent that you're a man of, of many talents uh, from, mm -hmm. from the different industries that you speak to, and, and also your in engagement in mentoring, which uh, for me personally, I, I have a deep passion for, and I'm definitely an advocate for. But what made you jump into the, you know, the media and the marketing consulting side? I mean, the opportunity was there from the word go. Um, so when you look at the media wing, we notice that a lot of these uh, businesses are not having like um, done research first and Yes, they're having a product or a service or a solution, but they're not doing research on it. And uh, why we insisted on having media is because they yet uh, to figure out how to be able to position themselves in the market. And that's why we come in and do for them the research, then advise them accordingly. So um, I'll give you scenarios of big companies um, here in Uganda, which have been able to have products and they're really struggling. And they just thought of it from a whim. They thought, hey, that could be a good idea. So as Azansi works, we said, okay, hey, let's try and actually, first of all, get these companies to do research, to understand Okay, fine, I'm coming up with this solution, but how can I be able to package it? How can I be able to position it amongst the market? What will the market say? And uh, with this, we successfully worked with a company called Geopol um, from the US. Uh, we, we were able to at least understand different uh, challenges that Ugandan companies have. Yeah, and fortunately, we were able to make them see the point of this whole um, approach. And um, that was something that uh, is keeping on going. Then on the marketing, um, we, we didn't want to stop at just um, research, but we also want to tell these companies, hey, look, we can be able to help you position yourselves in the market by using whatever um, mechanisms you have uh, managed to come up with research. Let's now take it maybe on social media. Let's take it directly to customers. Then from there, we'll be able to understand 
this is where this product is supposed to be helped in creating awareness. Then on the consultancy wing, that one um, we heavily rely on partners because it's really something that uh, a partner comes to us upon request. Um, a partner may want to help a training of a certain group. A partner may want to be able to get businesses to fund in the country. Like one of our partners is MN Capital in South Africa. So we notice there is that gap of having finance uh, ready and also where these companies can be able to uh, pick such entities. So we've managed to successfully work with them on that since uh, 2017. And really our consultancy wing really relies on partners because we help them leverage their services amongst different products or service uh, providers who will be able to benefit. And that's why, as I said earlier, um, that's how the company is step-by-step. Step. You start from a concept, um, you refine it through the research and media, then we market it. Then after that, um, if a partner wants to come in and help you fund or a partner may even want to do further maybe trainings, we can be able to do all that in-house. Yeah, and it's fantastic to have that whole, you know, that whole journey um, within one organization. And I just wanted to pick up on, on three points you mentioned there. And I think there's some, some good learning for the entrepreneurs listening is firstly that research aspect. A lot of times we make assumptions about markets and, and sometimes as entrepreneurs, we base it on our own experiences, which is great, but can only take us so far. And I think that research plays such a heavy part in validating the wider market. So you may have got traction, but, you know, understanding will this be a, you know, a mass market? And also because Africa is so unique in the different countries we have, uh, each country having its own environment with its market, I think research plays an even more important part for foreign companies like, like the one you mentioned from America coming into the market, because really it's the guys on the ground who know. So uh, it, I think this plays a pivotal role in, in the success of a company and the long-term success. But not just that, linking it to the, the marketing side, I really like that synergy between research and marketing, because at the end of the day, it is important that whatever you learn from your market, from your research, you apply to your customers and marketing to understand more about your customers. And at the end of the day, the more you understand, the better you are able to satisfy their needs. And then finally, I love what you mentioned about partnerships as well. And I think uh, we mentioned this on an episode recently that you know we can almost say that partnering and collaboration is the new competitive edge. It it is difficult to to go up. Um, against some of the maybe well-established companies if you don't have that partnering mindset. And with partnering, it can take you a lot further than trying to do it yourself. So I think you've got a lot of good synergy in, in the areas that you focused on. But, but saying that, I mean, you, you have been able to have the company run as, as a, an entity from 2014, but even before that, working on it uh, as your side hustle. What do you feel has been like some of the biggest challenges with having this longevity in your company and having the ability to, to ride the ever-changing market that we have in Africa and globally, of course, but particularly in Africa? I think to us, the uh, biggest challenge has been being able to get a consistent, uh, stable amount of clients. Um, so some scenarios, it could be that um, there is lack of uh, proper understanding uh, because some clients come, uh, let's say, for example, in the marketing, they come for one day, two days, and they think, that's it. I'm now set. Yet, uh, we always want them to understand it's a journey. It's not something that you do today, 
and uh, you'll be able to um, yeah. benefit. I mean, us as a company, um, it took us about four years or five years actually to be able to get the attention of uh, some of the biggest uh, companies in the country. And mm -hmm. because of our consistent marketing efforts uh, through going to events, meeting decision makers, um, running content on social media so that we can be able to uh, be relevant. And um, also the exact instance of our clients uh, not honoring their commitment you know, um, we do work, yeah. Um, yeah. all of a sudden the client has not the capacity to pay, so we end up um, losing out a lot. But yeah, we've uh, fairly taken it in because um, there is no enterprise that is perfect and these are the blocks or uh, should I say the blows you'll be able to receive and the reality check sinks in. And our long, our longevity is uh, really pegged on us evolving. Um, when I started uh, in 2014 officially, uh, so I divided it into five sections in branding, uh, media, marketing, technology, and uh, consultancy. But I collapsed it into three later on in 2019, after I realized some of these uh, um, you know, uh, different sections I might not be working because we listened to customers. We saw what was going on in the market. And that's why we never used to do fundraising, but we actually introduced it because we realized that's a gap. Uh, in the market. Yep. And some of them have been really opportunistic. Um, yep. For example, we actually one of the two uh, official Oracle uh, NetSuit partners in Uganda. Uh, wow. And that one just came as an opportunity. I talked to the territory manager. He just said, yeah, okay, you guys are running a marketing company. Why can't we have access to whoever you talk to? I was like, sure. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> we are having the world's biggest uh, database company as one yep. of our official partners not wow. one that is uh, we are recognized by them as an official partner and uh, really uh, it's all about you understanding the gaps in the market um, right now we are talking with a Mauritius company we're also going to do something interesting with them and uh, you know pretty much uh, a leader from Canada we recently signed a very good uh, deal with them customer experience management because most of our customers have apps or are having uh, solutions that are technology driven so with mm -hmm. a leader on board we can be able to do a good customer experience uh, management for them and not only for them as, as uh, customers but also various people who could be interested so um as i said uh, jason it's just a matter of you looking at the gaps understanding what your customers need and seeing who can be able to fulfill that and trust me guys are willing to partner now the only question is uh, how how much are we willing to also take in some of these partnerships yeah i think that's so true and and, and i really like how you approach that in terms of taking those opportunities but it also is testament to um, yourself and, and the way you set up your company to be able to be agile enough to to take those opportunities you know if like you say that evolving and that constant learning you have to have a certain mindset to be open to these opportunities and and have the ability to you know, direct your decision-making according to the gaps and opportunities you see. So I, I definitely think that's an asset of how you've been able to react to the market. Uh, I also love what you said about uh, in terms of that understanding and, and providing education, because I think a lot of the time in, in, uh, in Africa and, and in East Africa, myself uh, coming from Kenya originally, uh, I know the market there, and I, I believe it's similar in Uganda. A lot of the time we spend with new product is on the education and the understanding of our customers of exactly what we're doing and, and 
I think a, a lot of us, especially who are involved in, in the digital side, will know that where companies are like, we want to digitally transform, you know, we want to do digital transformation, but it's not an end. It's not like a finish line. You are constantly evolving. You can't just be digitally uh, transforming and then it, it's all good after, after you've done the consultation. It's an ever-changing thing. And then finally, networking. I think uh, this is so key for, for any company, especially at the early stages. You won't have access to those opportunities until you, you put yourself out there, you get known, you are in contact with the right people um, to see those opportunities. So I definitely think that there's some, some great lessons for, for entrepreneurs in there. And, and speaking of lessons, having so many different endeavors and, and different markets involved in different areas, what have been the challenges with that, having, having so many balls that you're juggling? Has that been an issue for you? Yeah, definitely. It's been an issue, especially on the part of getting a reliable core team. Um, because right now we are just a team of three that we work on ANSI works on a full-time basis. But now we need uh, certain uh, people we normally call um, account managers who come in and help us with some of these accounts. It's been quite tough because um, some come in uh, for, let's say, a, a certain period and you know, they give up. Yet uh, we were referred to and um, we were told that they are good people, they know what they're doing. Or even some get uh, better opportunities, I must say. That and I'll be honest with you, um, they get better opportunities and they jump off. So that has been a challenge. And uh, yeah, we've always just tried to figure out how to address it because uh, we don't want to retain people for the sake of it. And exactly. uh, neither do we want to give people gigs for the sake of it as well. So judging people on merit is quite difficult in Uganda. Um, however much they come with pomp and color, but uh, when the rubber meets the road, uh, we always find ourselves being hit by eggs in the face. So that that's has been our biggest uh, challenge, I must say, getting the right people to fit in and also to know um, what it takes to run some of these accounts. Yeah, I, I completely agree with, with your point about um, employees there. And, you know, there's that saying where it, it's better to, to let a good employee go than keep a bad employee. So if you're always fighting that battle of attracting talent, and especially with the, you know, the numerous digital startups as well as uh, across, uh, across the continent, um, fight for talent is, is a, huge, a huge barrier. I just wanted to pick up on an interesting point you mentioned there, and, and I wanted to see if it, it maybe uh, was a contributing factor to this ability you've had uh, to keep the company going and, and to manage it is that you're operating very lean with, with three employees. I mean, uh, that's keeping your overheads low, keeping your expenses low. Do you think that's been a, a large factor in, in the success of your company or the longevity of your company? Yeah, definitely. I, I must say that um, it's one of the most proud things I am uh, of because, yeah, we are lean. All of us have job descriptions. Um, we know exactly who is doing what. And um, the lesser we are, the better, because um, even the whole operating of the company goes on smoothly. You know, I know what FAD is doing, I know what Peace is doing, they know what I'm doing. Like, all of us are very okay with that system. And at the end of the day, it's very important for us to have that uh, done. Because again, I've witnessed even some of my clients have 12 employees, uh, but uh, when you go one by one, 
you find like three people doing the same thing. So like uh, it's a waste of resources. I, I, I recall even one had to, within a month, disembark the whole team because she discovered that a lot of people are just hanging on the company, nothing much. And she was still looking for more. Yet uh, us as a company, our longevity has been based on the different roles that everyone plays. And you know, us, we believe in working hard. We don't want to say that smartness um, is something that uh, will help us because man, this is Africa. Africa is all about the hustle. You know, I have yeah. to outwork you. I, I yeah. can't say that I'm working smart for four hours, yet you know, another guy is working double that time uh, and us as a company, we're happy. So that's why, for example, we rarely take holidays. Last time I was in holidays in uh, November of 2018. Oh, sorry, 2016. Yeah, Jeez. so for five years, I've been <laughs> non-stop. You know, yeah, we have our public holidays and that. And also the same thing, the FAD and all, you know, like it's a whole system that we are so used to. And us, yeah. the first thing is always, how can we be able to consolidate? Because we are, we are reaching a point as a company where we're able to consolidate our clientele. And now we are yeah. now looking to grow. So if we want to bring in people, they really have to reflect the core team that is there. So the first question we ask you, can you work on a Sunday night? If we hear no, then yeah, you're just the wrong person. You're the wrong person to us. Yeah, as we're not going to lie to you that, okay, um, yeah, come in. Yeah, you love uh, flexible working hours and what? There are no flexible working hours. Can you work on a Sunday night? So that's our biggest challenge. Uh, I mean, our biggest uh, contributing factor to where we are. And, you know, we are proud of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also that cultural fit is, is every, every organization has a different working culture. And it's about how the core, like the core founding team is able to set that. And, and for you guys, this is, this is how it works and this is what's working for you. Um, and of course, you need a complementary person to add to that. You can't just keep adding. But that point about almost hiring for the sake of hiring before you have product market fit, it's a dangerous game. If you start hiring people left, right, your expenses and, and, and even if, you, if you're trying to you know, manage it, as soon as you commit, it's a large commitment to take on more employees and it's something you should not go into lightly. I definitely feel that as long as you can, it's best to run as lean as you can for, yeah, exactly what the approach you're taking. And of course, now with you guys finding product market fit and growing uh, rapidly, this is the time to, to, to grow. And uh, it's important to know that timing, whereas some companies, even with fantastic ideas, fantastic market traction, they, they may falter if they pull the trigger too early with, with hiring. So I think that's, that's an important point. So I, I know uh, these, these conversations tend to go quick, but um, uh, here on Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, we, we like to ask our significant questions. And I think uh, this may ask you to put on your mentoring hat, Ansel, which is uh, basically what words of advice would you give an, an aspiring entrepreneur or someone in a similar situation or thinking of jumping into entrepreneurship, what words of advice would you give them, you know, particularly with the African context? I'll just go back to one of the favorite articles I read in Howie Africa in 2017. Yeah. And always my word advice is African entrepreneurs don't play small. I think as a continent, um, we're always looking at ourselves as, okay, um, we're the victim, we're the ones who... Um, I need a lot of help. And that's not the case. I mean, we are literally the most richest continent. If we just get our game right, and how do we get our game right? Going to the big deals. You know, don't go into a negotiation table looking like a victim. Go as a player. 
you know, yeah. use uh, leverage um, the existing uh, platforms. If you can't look for people, that's why you see us partnering some of the big entities in the world. And not because of sheer luck, but we aren't to reach that level where uh, Ansiworks will be um, a one-stop center for anyone who's coming in for service. And we, we should be able to deliver. That's why we have uh, a lot of companies, some of the world's biggest, and as I mentioned, Aracol as our partners. And also in Uganda, we've worked with some notable companies and not because of anything, but we are confident of what we do. And as an African entrepreneur, you should be confident. Um, we should always try as much as possible to think big. At least we should always aspire to take the huge opportunities, you know, uh, because um, we have just enough, like in East Africa here, we just have, let's say for Safaricom as mm -hmm. uh, you know, a blue chip company, uh, but the rest are from Southern Africa. Nigerian banks have dominated us and that's good, but we need to have like 50 or 100 of those in the next 10 years. Otherwise, unemployment is still going rise. Our young people are still there. They need employment. So who's going to absorb them? So us as entrepreneurs, we need to take the big risks. You know, we should be uh, having conversation on, you know, how Africa has its own vaccine manufactured here and uh, mm -hmm. has been able to uh, be accelerated just because of here and a lot of these industries. And that's the only way I believe an African entrepreneur should be. And for long, we have played small, but this is the opportunity for us to now start stamping our foot on the ground. Uh, some wise words there, and I 100% agree. And, and it's a shame, but yes, I, I, I think sometimes we, we come to that table with almost a little bit of, of that victimized uh, approach where we feel we're the victim as a continent and not any individual per se. But yes, I think, you know, your, your advice of think big, it, it is what we need to be thinking. Uh, we do have the power collectively. And I like how you put it. Uh, we are the richest nation. We just are the richest continent. We just need to get our act together. And I think that is so true. So if, uh, if you're an entrepreneur listening out there and you have a big idea, jump in, go for it. And, and, and let's put Africa right and on, on the right track to, to being a, a global powerhouse. I just wanted to say thank you so much again, Ansel, for being on the show. Uh, it's been great having you. Thanks so much, Jason, and I uh, wish you all the best at uh, Talk Africa, and thanks for this opportunity. It's been great, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Perfect. It, it has been our pleasure, and we look forward to the, the future success that, that we know will come with, with Answax. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to share, like, and rate, and we'll hopefully catch you next time.